Oh my God, I'm chilling. What happened? Oh my God. Oh, I just can't. What? Hello, listeners. Hey there. How the hell are you? How the hell are you? Gearing up for the holidays? Same. Patrons, before we start our holiday festivities, Rebecca and I are traveling this week. Um, I will get your gifts out if you've not gotten them already. And I need to order new shirts and I'm going to get double XL per everyone's request. Sorry for the delay. I had the flu. So everything just got pushed back a week. You know, you remember it was awful. And while this story that Rach is telling today, I don't believe is a holiday related or has nah. a, okay. Well, next Thursday is, and by that, oh. I mean, it took place over the holidays. It's not like a Santa who dresses up and kills people. It's just, <laughs> I want to do something around the holidays. And I found this one and I was like, oh, I'll a just theme. Yeah, a theme. And then right. obviously patrons, you know that you're getting a bonus episode holiday related coming at you. We have three stories in this uh, bonus yeah. app. Yep. Okay. Patron shout outs. What up? Amanda, Francesca, Kara, Ashley, Brittany, Jade, Morgan, Caroline, Jill. Hey. Hey. Thanks. Y'all are the tits. The titties. Okay. And I have two custom shout outs. The first one's from Alexis. I'd like to shout out my friend Olivia Wendell's amazing brand. Olivia is also a twin. Her twin's name is Zoe. We all went to high school together, and I'm still Olivia's best friend 17 years later. She has her own business where she sells gorgeous scarves, blankets, pillows, sweaters, and her hand-drawn creations on them. Everything is so unique and whimsical. The scarves have her hand-painted il illustrations of animals, naked ladies, or flowers printed in Italy on silk or wool. The blankets are playful designs of animals weaved into cozy throws. The pillows have Narnia-like settings embroidered. Oh my God, embroidered into the linen. <laughs> the sweaters are, are her tiger design weaved into an alpaca with embroidered details overplayed onto the illustrations. It's hard to explain exactly how fantastic her pieces are visually. Oh, and she has rugs and quilts too. It's truly a whole world of magic. Her website is oliviawindle.com or Wendell. It's O-L-I-V-I-A-W-E-N-D-E-L.com. Wow. Um, the perfect thing for the holidays. Love you, Ollie. They, I went to her website. It is dope. Are they $1,500 scarves? No. Okay. They're like 200. They're good. They're oh, yeah. Really, no, it sounds good. The, the quality and hand painted everything you described was, but, for, but aside from all that, which everyone should shop local, they sound luxurious and amazing. That's why I asked if they're $1,500 a scarf because God, that sound sounds fantastic. Yeah. But also, I want to add, what a good friend you are. I know. That's what I said. I that's how you do it, people. If your friend has a small biz, help them that's out. That's right. That was so nice of you to use it for your friend's shout out like that. It really Those are the was. kind of listeners we need. That's what we're talking about. This is what hey, we're talking about. If your friend has a small business, you shout them out. If your friend has a small podcast, you shout them out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That came with a wink. <sighs> Um, um, well, yeah, that was so, so Olivia nice. Wendell, they sound fantastic. So good. They really are. She has yeah. kids sweaters too. They're really cute. Oh my God. I'm sure. Um, and then the second one is shout out from Ashley. Can I please give a shout out to my fiance, Vladin? People are the worst, but you are the best. Rebecca and Rachel said so. 
I did say so. We did. You are. Yeah. I back that. I co-sign that. I co-sign that. You are the best. Yeah. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks. Good shouts. Good Good shouts. shouts. All right. Today, I'm telling y'all about Carrie Farver. I don't know. I think Rebecca knows this one, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, what do you think? I'm an idiot. (laughs) Some sort of moron. Just kidding. In 2012, Dave Krupa was a 36-year-old single dad living in Omaha, Nebraska. He and his girlfriend of 12 years, Amy Flora, had recently broken up, mostly because Dave did not want to get married. But it was (laughs) Amy. So sorry. I don't mean to interrupt so early. But after 12 years, you better figure that out. I mean, for real. It's all right. It was very amicable. And considering they had two kids together, they remained on good terms. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Soon after the breakup, he was ready to date, but felt rusty. So he signed up for online dating. I don't know which app. I don't know any of it. All right. Calm down. One of the first people he matched with was Liz Golier. Some people said Gallier, Golier, whatever. She was also a single mom of two kids. They met and hit it off quickly. They started dating very casually during the summer of 2012, but they agreed that they wanted to keep it light. Again, Dave had just very recently gotten out of a 12-year relationship, and Liz, who was running her own business, she, she had a cleaning company. She was like, yeah, I'm busy. Let's not be exclusive. After a while, though, Liz seemed a little more interested in being exclusive. She wavered a little bit, but Dave didn't. So they were on and off for months. About six months after meeting Liz in October 2012, Dave met 37-year-old Carrie Farber when she walked into the auto repair shop he managed to get her car serviced. Carrie was really pretty, also a single mom to a 15-year-old son named Max, and she and Dave hit, really hit it off, so he asked her out. After their first date, they went back to his apartment where Carrie told him she did not want anything serious either, and he was like, sweet, same. Carrie lived in Macedonia, Iowa, which is about an hour away from her job as a computer programmer in Omaha. In mid-November 2012, so like a month after she met Dave, she was starting a new project at work that was going to require her to get there early and stay late. So she arranged for her son Max to stay at her mom's house for the week, and Dave let her stay at his apartment, which was way closer to work. Oh, yeah, for sure. Again, under the firm understanding that they would not get serious. It's very like, don't fall in love with me, kid. Don't, yeah, don't do it. Uh, He was very open about the fact that he was also still kind of seeing Liz, too. So Carrie was like, great, don't care. On November 13th, Carrie left Dave's apartment for work around 6.20 a.m. Later that morning, Dave got a text from her saying that they should move in together. (laughs) He was like, wait, what? I thought we were keeping it cash. He literally responded, no. And that was not well received. Oh, I'm sure. She immediately texts it back. Fine. I hate you. I'm dating someone else. I don't want to see you anymore. Go away. That's what he's like. Perfect. This couldn't have ended better. He would. He was like dodged a bullet. She then got on Facebook and defriended him. And when he got home from work that day, she was gone. All of her stuff was gone. Again, he was like, great. Good riddance. This was the start of a very weird erratic spiral that Carrie was going to go down. Later that day, she texted her mom, Nancy, that she was going to quit her job and move to Kansas. Nancy was shocked because she thought Carrie loved her job, but Max, her son, who was in high school at this point, knew that Carrie actually was considering a job in Kansas. Oh. She was going to interview there. So they had talked about it. They even discussed the possibility of Max maybe staying with his grandparents while he finished high school. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that part. You're not going to know a lot of this because you're an idiot. 
A couple of days later, she texted Max and told him she got a second interview and would be back home in time for her half-brother's wedding that weekend. Then Carrie texted Nancy, her mom, uh, a picture of a check for $5,000 that she got for selling her furniture and asked Nancy if she'd arrange for the buyer to come get it from the house. And Nancy was like, no, handle your own affairs, dog, and come home and get your son. On Thursday, November 15th, Carrie quit her job, and that weekend she was in no-show at the wedding. She told her mom that her and she and Dave had broken up, and she was thinking about checking into a mental health facility. Nancy tries to call her, but Carrie's like, I want to be left alone, so Nancy calls the police. Now, even though she had been talking to Nancy and, you know, communicating with anyone, really, Carrie had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder in her late 20s and was prescribed medication, but there were times that she would stop taking it because it made her feel numb. So her mom was like, crap. She thought she was in a better place now, but her decision to up and leave for a new job out of state and not show up to a wedding that she was definitely planning to go to was a very big concern. So she wanted the police to make sure she was okay. The cops didn't take the report very seriously, saying that when people with bipolar disorder stop taking their medication, they tend to act erratically. They reached out to her. She said the same thing. She told Nancy, leave me alone. They really just didn't do much. She was an adult. If she didn't want to have contact, she didn't have to. She was also active. Her debit card was used twice on November 16th. She bought a shower curtain and other household items. She also continued communicating with Dave. He was at this point getting hundreds of texts and emails every single day. The messages ranged from, I hate you. You're a terrible person. You've ruined my life. I'll do what I can to make you suffer to we belong together. Right. The messages came from about 30 different phone numbers and 30 different email addresses. Then Liz started getting text messages calling her a whore. And mind you, she and Dave are not dating at this point. Liz and Dave? Yeah. Yeah. On November 23rd, Liz pulled into her garage and spray painted on the inside was whore from Dave. <sighs> she called the police to report it. That actually happened five times over the next year where her house was vandalized. And in one incident, she had checks stolen from her. Liz also got emails from Carrie saying things like, glad my message is still in your garage with a picture to prove that she was at her house when Liz wasn't there. Oh, wow. I say I don't know that part either. In January 2013, police found Carrie's car parked near Dave's apartment, but nothing seemed amiss. At this point, the harassment is escalating, and Dave start, starts getting texts about what he's doing in that exact moment, and they'd be accurate. Like one said, I see you. You're sitting in your chair with your feet propped up, and you're wearing a blue shirt, and oh, it was God. right. So we'd like run outside to look for her, but nothing. Right. So unsettling. Yeah. And what is the goal there? Oh, you're so cute. Let me <laughs> come on in. I don't know. I like to fuck with them. She also told him that she was putting a hit out on Liz so they could be together and even went ahead and sent him an online obituary that she made for her. <gasps> then she asked, do we want to pay for just the whore or her kids too? Oh my God. And y'all, one more time from the top. They are not dating at this point. Right. How many kids does Liz have? Two. After this, Dave and Liz both gave their phones to police to download data related to the texts and emails, hoping it would lead them to Carrie. She texted her son, Max, saying he needed to come to Kansas with her, which he was like, no, you're acting crazy. I'm staying with my grandma. And her mom went on to file for temporary custody. Carrie later wrote on Facebook after a heated exchange with her mom, I'm a grown woman, and if I feel like leaving home, I have the right I asked my son Max to come with me, but you didn't want to. So when I'm ready to come home, I will. I love you all very much, but I still need to work, sort some things out. At this point, Dave's ex, Amy, is also starting to get texts and Facebook messages from Carrie. Some threatened the kids. Others indicated that she was also being watched. Same old shit. 
Oh yeah. If she doesn't like some girl that Dave isn't even dating for like on and off for a couple months, she's going to hate an ex who was with them for 12 years. I'll and tell you this kids. right now. I will yeah, tell yeah. you this right now. Has two kids with them too. God. The mother the of his ex- children? Fuck her. Yeah. With the escalation of the threats, police were finally able to issue an arrest warrant for Carrie, but they still needed to find her. As a computer programmer, they knew she was smarter than the average bear when it came to hiding her online presence. So this was much harder than they thought. At this point, it's August 2013, and Liz is dating a new guy named Todd. Their relationship is pretty serious. She and the kids are even getting ready to move into Todd's house. Lo and behold, Todd gets a text from Carrie. Carrie tells him that she's one of Liz's friends, and she's just curious about the nature of their relationship. I guess sniffing around to see if she's actually dating him and not Dave yeah. anymore. It's like, so it's like confirmed. We're oh, dating. And so good. So nice to meet you. <laughs> so good. On August 17th, 2013, Liz went to the house that she was renting and in the process of moving out of so she can move in with Todd. And it was on fire. They called the fire department and they were able to extinguish it pretty quickly. But sadly, all four of their pets died. <gasps> Two dogs, a cat a, and a snake. Ooh, yikes. All that. Investigators found six different points of origin and a gas can was left at the scene. So it was obviously set on purpose. They talked to the neighbors and the neighbors said that they saw a woman sitting in her car outside of Liz's house just before the fire. They showed them a picture of Carrie and the neighbors couldn't be 100% sure, they said, but they thought it might be her. Later that night, Carrie emailed Liz saying she hoped her she and her kids would have died in that fire. <gasps> so dark. Leave the kids alone, man. For sure. Leave them out of this. God. In December 2013, Carrie posted on Facebook, Dave Krupa proposed to me and I said yes. <laughs> Obviously, that was not oh, true. But I'm happy for them. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Thanks, y'all. Thank you yeah. for listening. Happy ending. Sometimes, sometimes the twist is a happy ending. <laughs> not in this case. Not in this one because I ain't done. Dave was like, that's not true, but thank you. Also this month, Dave's apartment was broken into. A a window was broken. Clothes were destroyed. The place was just vandalized. Yeah. Now, we are only in 2013, but this goes on for another two years. Oh, holy shit. See, I don't remember that either. Yes. It started in November 2012. Damn. goes on for two two more years after this. Mm Mm-hmm. Dave, Liz, Amy, everyone changed their numbers and emails several times, but ultimately the messages kept coming. In February 2015, Dave moved to Council Bluff, Iowa. His ex, Amy, had moved there with the kids and he wanted to be near them. Plus, it was a good opportunity to get away from Omaha, get away from Carrie. Mm -hmm. But just in case she did find him and things continued going down this road, he bought a gun. Right. After the move, things were starting to die down. The messages were a lot less frequent, and Dave finally felt like Carrie was fading away after now three years of this. Until one day he came home and the gun he bought was missing. There was no forced entry. Everything was in place. Literally only the gun was missing, and he's the only one that knew it was there. In December 2015, after getting a Facebook message from Amy, the ex of 12 years, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the message said, but apparently it was not nice. Liz went down to the police station with a revelation. Okay. Carrie and Dave had only dated for a couple weeks. Amy and Dave dated for 12 years and had kids together and broke up because she wanted to get married and he didn't. Uh, now, with whatever the mean message she got on Facebook from Amy, 
she realizes that it is way more likely that Amy is behind all of this, not Carrie. Mm. The next day, police are dispatched to Big Lake Park in Iowa, which is like five miles from Omaha. There they find Liz, who had been shot while getting into her car, I guess after a walk. It was almost 7 p.m. in December, so it was dark, and the shooter only managed to hit her in the leg before they ran off. She suspected it was Amy, and so did police, so they brought Amy in for questioning. She denied having anything to do with it, so they asked her to take a polygraph test, which she does, and she fails. But this wasn't enough to make an arrest, so Liz gave them her phone again to collect more data and hopefully be able to make an arrest. Since the cell phone data was unhelpful up until this point, this time they gave it to a forensic digital specialist. After digging through thousands of emails and texts, pictures, videos, everything, the specialist was finally able to trace it to an IP address. All of the harassment could be directly linked back to Liz Gollier. That's right. This is very similar to Michelle Hadley and Angela Diaz case. That's right, y'all. That's episode five of People Are the Worst podcast, True Crime, hosted by twins. Rebecca had that story in episode five, and I have started drafting this one. And I was like, oh, well, now I can't tell this one back to back. So since episode six, essentially, I've had somewhat of the story drafted. Finally, episode 79 or 80, whatever we're in now, I'm able no, to tell it. Yeah. Plant, telling the story right after the Michelle Hadley episode of women like, okay, well, we know what this theme's going to be forever. It was, it was yeah. setting the tone and it was going to set us up for misery because these stories are awesome, but there's not many of them like this. No, it's yeah. really shocking. Okay. Sorry. So finally, IP address links directly back to Liz. There were several findings. In the days before Carrie went missing, Liz called Carrie's landline six times. She had a picture of Carrie's car with a timestamp of December 24th, 2012. Oh, Christmas Eve. There's your holiday. <laughs> There's the holiday relationship. Here's the holiday relationship. Remember, cops found her car in January 2013. So Liz had taken this picture before anyone knew where her car was. There was a YouTube account with a video that had been uploaded called Husband's Cheating Place. And the video was of Dave's apartment. I guess the video had been removed, but they could see the IP address linked to Todd's house, which is where Liz lived. In fact, all of the harassing emails, texts, um, Facebook messages, posts from Carrie's account, all of it linked back to that IP address. Why was she so willing to give cops her phone? Is <laughs> She is a dipshit in every sense of the word. Okay. Because I have more questions. Even, even spelling and grammar. Uh, grammatical errors just like just an all-around dipshit she thinks she is genius yeah she did do this for three years though jesus that <laughs> yeah, is. that's true so now the investigation is on for three years they've looked at this as if carrie's the villain but now it's clear that carrie's the victim so yeah. they're like shit where is she mm -hmm. they asked liz to come down the police station under the ruse that there was a huge break in the case one of the investigators, Jim Doty, told her that they found remains and they were waiting on lab results, but they're pretty sure it was Carrie. They did not find anything. Well, obviously, but there is a big break in the case. We found out who did it. Just come on down to the police station. Liz. Right. He's trying to establish a timeline. So he asked her when the last time she saw Carrie was, and she tells him that they never officially met. But back in 2012, after one of her and Dave's breakups, she came to get some of her stuff from Dave's apartment as Carrie was walking out. So they merely passed each other. Right. Yeah. She goes on to say that Carrie called her a bitch, but I don't believe that's true. Passed her in the hallway and just said bitch. Right. Yeah, right. That, that was their only interaction. 
that's that spurred all this. Which leads to my question as to how did she, how was Liz so threatened by this girl who had seen Dave like for a month, maybe agreed to not be serious. Yet she, I, I can't believe Liz didn't go after Amanda from the get go. The 12 year relationship. Amy. Amy, Amy, sorry. I know. That's insane. Know. Like why did, it's weird that Carrie well, triggered her, but Amy didn't. <laughs> Well, and eventually she does. Well, I know. The big grand scheme of plans was to frame Amy for it. So I'm like, God, maybe you are a little smarter than I give you credit for, but probs not. Liz reiterates that she thinks Amy's behind all this, and Detective Doty pretends to agree and says they're building a case against her, that they needed Liz's help. So he tells her to keep them up to date if Amy sends her any more messages, emails, or anything. This would this be the is fun part of very exciting for Liz. She gets to put on her detective pants and she yeah. walks right into this trap. <laughs> Within a few days, Liz calls them and says, she got an email from Amy. Yes. Perfect. Yes. The email says, I shot you, Liz, to make sure you stayed away from Dave. I made a couple of those fake emails and numbers. Even Dave thought you were Carrie to get rid of you, Liz. I mean, everyone be putting it in writing. Everyone just spelling it out there, saying exactly <laughs> what she needs her to say. Yeah. This would be detective so Dodie was fun. like, oh, my God. If I were the detective on this case, I'm like, what else can we get her to do? Gosh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Idiot. And how do we keep a straight face? That's so award-winning acting. If people weren't actually in danger, let's keep this going as long as we can. Yeah, let's make this monkey dance. Detective Dodie was like, wow, we almost have a girl, but this is still pretty vague and we need more. So Liz says that she'll reply to the email and try to get more. Perfect. She is undercover. She responds asking Amy, and now I'm doing quotes, um, what kind of gun she shot her with if she's really the one who shot her. She also asks her if she's ever met Dave's ex, Carrie. Great news. Amy responds very quickly and says that she used Dave's gun and goes on to tell Liz that she didn't get it as bad as Carrie did. Saying she met Crazy Carrie, that's what they call her. She met Crazy Carrie and she wouldn't shut up about Dave and Carrie then tried to attack her. So Amy stabbed her three or four times in the chest and stomach. She then wrapped her body in a tarp, set it on fire and threw the ashes in the garbage. The murder happened in Carrie's car. So then Amy, again quotes this whole time, cleaned the car and parked it where it was ultimately found. In the midst of the sting operation, Dave actually calls detectives and says that he talked to Liz and he is shocked that they're building a case against Amy. Oh, and they're like, oh, bro, don't you worry yeah. about it. They couldn't tell him exactly what was going on, but said, if I were you, I would move in with Amy and protect yourselves. Gave a little wink, wink. Right, so that's yeah. exactly what he did. And Liz was pissed. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. She and called Todd's detective- a real person here? Oh, my God. Oh, just wait. I forget. Ouch, Todd. So sorry. I know. She called Detective Doty and was like, she's a murderer, and now Dave is living with her. Like, arrest her right now. And they told her they still didn't have enough evidence. So she said, fine, here's my email access. Allow them to monitor it themselves. When they did, more emails from Amy about how she killed Carrie came flooding in. Oh, my God. She goes into more detail about stabbing her in the car, a yin-yang tattoo that Carrie had in her thigh, and she describes the interior of Carrie's house in detail, getting very specific. At this point, they hadn't released any public information about her tattoos, so that really is something only a few people would know, including the killer. Mm -hmm. She also had a tattoo on her left foot of the Chinese symbol for mother. Mm. So they go back to Carrie's car to reprocess it. 
when they originally found it, they lifted fingerprints from it. And one in particular on a mint container in the cup holder didn't belong to Carrie. So they submitted it in the criminal database, but got no hits. This time they matched it to Liz and they also looked for blood. So they took out the passenger seat and removed the fabric. And sure enough, there is a huge red stain. Further tests would show that this was Carrie's blood. Finally, on December 22nd, 2016, four years after Carrie disappeared, Liz is arrested for her murder. Liz waived her right to a jury trial. So at the bench trial, the prosecution maps out what happened, what they think happened the morning Carrie disappeared. On November 13th, 2012, Carrie was on her Facebook account at 6.40 a.m. and logged out two minutes later to leave for work. She encountered Liz maybe in the parking lot of Dave's apartment Mm -hmm. when she was going to her car because she never made it into work. Liz did whatever she did, then assumed Carrie's identity just before 10 a.m. when she got back on Facebook to defriend Dave and then started texting him the crazy, like, let's move in together. Oh, my God. But still, they didn't have a body, so they needed more to convict her. Dave remembered that he had an old tablet in storage that Liz had access to when they were dating. He handed it over to the police, and the forensic digital examiner recovered all the deleted files from the memory card. In the deleted files, he found 13,000 pictures. Among the pictures, a yin-yang tattoo, consistent with the one that Carrie had on her thigh, and the Chinese symbol for mother. Like on her body? Pictures of yeah, the... Yeah, these were both like clearly actual tattoos. Oh, shit. They could tell about like it was on skin. But here's the kicker. The foot and thigh that it was on were decomposed. Ew. The fuck? Wait, she took these pictures with Dave's tablet? Yes. So she went back to wherever Carrie is, decomposing, and took pictures? Yeah, after she did it. They couldn't the tell how long... Man? It had been um, decomposing, but they could tell it was definitely a decomposed body. Ew. I know. The defense at the bench trial presented no evidence. So well, sure. There's that. Well, I mean, what's there to say? Yeah, what are you going to say at this point? Liz was convicted of one count of first-degree murder, one count of second-degree arson, and was sentenced to life in prison plus 18 to 20 years for the arson. To this day, Carrie's body has never been found. <gasps> oh, it hasn't? No. The three investigators on Carrie's case, Jim Doty, Ryan Avis, and Anthony Cava, started a scholarship called the Carrie Farber Memorial Scholarship Fund awarded to Iowa Western Community College students pursuing degrees related to computers, and they fund it completely on their own. Isn't that so nice? That's so nice. Wait, question. There is technology now that you can pull the location from which a picture was taken. So, like, if she took a picture of Carrie's decomposing body... Can't they see where that picture was taken? Can't they locate where that, when you, yeah. she hit that snap button? Well, but assuming that the email that Amy sent about what she did with Carrie's body, if she really burned her to ashes and threw her away, they are never going to find that. But if the body was decomposed, I mean, she was somewhere for a while. Yeah. But I would imagine bodily fluids would still be on those leaves. I know, but dirt, she moved, if she set her on fire and moved her, what, what good is this going to do? Just to prove that she was there, give some family um, some closure. Yeah, well, they don't need that because they could definitely tell that the body was decomposed, so they know that she was killed. Oh, sure. And the massive amounts of blood in her car. Yeah, that was no, hers. I know. I know. Um, that's weird. She didn't burn her for quite some time if she was already decomposing. 
So then I have bullets of shocking that this wasn't solved earlier and things I left out for the following reasons, for the following reasons. The buyer of Carrie's furniture when she was moving to Kansas, when she sent her mom the picture of the $5,000 check was, it showed the buyer was Shannon Golier, which is Liz's first name. Oh my God. What an idiot. All of, but she was the buyer. So she, this was, um, this helped her pose the, my checkbooks were stolen during one of the times that uh, she went her. Mm-hmm. So she was like, see, now she's stealing money from me. Uh, okay. But I don't think that check was cashed. So like, what are you doing? Right. All of Carrie's correspondence in the beginning to her mom, to Max, to her boss, all text. Nobody could get her on the phone. Obviously, that's a was a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Carrie's car was vandalized in the days she went missing, before she went missing. Oh, right. Liz created oh, wait, a... you didn't say that. Never mind. No, these are things I didn't say in the beginning. Oh, okay. Sorry. So keep going. Liz created a fake Facebook account to friend Carrie. When Carrie texted her boss to quit... She sent the text that she wanted her friends, her friend Liz Golier, to take on her position. And later that day, Liz filled out a job application. As a computer programmer? Yeah, she didn't even get an interview because they were like, what? What? You're yeah, not you have no background in this. The fuck are you talking about? When Carrie, quote unquote, contacted Todd in 2013, he and Liz had been dating for three years. She'd been cheating on him with Dave. So when she said, I'm one of Liz's friends, I just want to know more about y'all's relationship. <gasps> Todd asked Liz about it, and Liz said, oh, yeah, that is one of my friends. Why would you do that? And if Carrie were really out to get you, Liz, why wouldn't she say, hey, by the way, your girlfriend's cheating on you with this guy? She didn't didn't knock her out. (laughs) And why even pull Todd into it? I think Todd knows all her friends by this point. She'd be like, who is this? What? Yes. They had been dating for three years. The nature of our relationship. This is a friend of yours. Don't they know we've been dating for three years? It's so weird. Bizarre. Why even bring Todd into it? Yeah. It is so weird. And all the harassment. which Clearly, Rach. When Liz, which is, this is also the irony. When Liz and Dave, they were on and off pretty much that whole time. She's cheating on Todd the entire time. When things were good between them and they're on, there was no harassment. When he started pulling away, the harassment would ramp up. I'm like, no, no, no. If crazy Carrie is behind all this, she's pissed when things are good. Yeah. Yeah. When thing when you're on the fritz, you're you're she's fine. Right. Like, That's when the harassment dip shit. It is crazy. And then this was just a, another little tidbit that I thought was so during all this in the beginning, like she missed the wedding. About a month later, her dad died, and she missed the funeral. Oh. Right afterwards, her mom had a dream, and her the dad, her ex-husband, came to her and said, it's okay, Carrie's with me. No. And that was in the very beginning. She There was no justice for three years after that, but she said she just, after that dream, she was like, I knew she had been killed. Oh, my God, that gave me goosebumps. Isn't that, isn't that like, holy shit. God. Freaks me out. Liz is so... Bat shit crazy, guys. Bat shit crazy. I mean, what is the matter with you? You're in a you're already in a relationship. You're, you're living with this guy. So she shot herself in the leg. Yeah. Because that she damn murderer just can't on. not a good shot. That damn yeah. murderer. Yeah. And she sorry. set her own house on fire and killed four of her pets. Right. What is wrong with you? Bat shit, man. Wow. And yet you willingly gave your phone over to 
forensics. She was like, well, I deleted it. I deleted the incriminating stuff. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And she was actually, for the first couple of years, they did a logical download or something. I can't remember what they called it. Yeah. Where they don't go to the deleted stuff. They just, what's on the phone's oh. on the phone. I'm like, y'all. Wow. Well, to, yeah. And the police's defense, they're like, well, they've, Liz would have real, no real motive. I mean, this Carrie girl was a casual fling for one month. Yeah. No rational person would. Oh no, that is she's batshit. That's all I can say. Yep. Bonkers. And she's in prison. So if anyone is a being stalked or a victim of such harassment and being threatened that they're gonna be murdered and all this stuff, and the killer actually comes face to face with you and just shoots you in the legs and runs off, I'm like, mm, Well, nah. it was dark. I, I mean, know, but it, you're it, not it, taking one shot. You're gonna make sure that yeah. This person you're obsessed with dying is going to be dead. Yeah. No? I know. that. That's where I was scared I was going to give it away. Getting yeah, shot being in the shot leg. in the leg and then running off. Mm-hmm. No one shot anyone in the leg except... Well, someone did. Liz shot herself in the leg. Yeah. God, that is insane. So, stay safe out the, there. Yeah, stay safe out there. Happy holidays, y'all. Thanks for listening. That was a kind of Christmas one because it took place in some, November Some of the December. events happened around <laughs> December, yeah. So there you go. There you go. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. You are the best. People, People are the worst. worst. See ya. Bye.